What is going on, savages? Before we dive into today's episode, I am super excited to announce for the first time on this podcast that I have officially launched my fourth business, Boss Retreats, with my badass business partner, Sophia Plank. The vision of Boss Retreats is to empower you to be your own. Now, whether that be be your own hero, be your own boss, or be your own badass, these events will deliver luxury, transformational mindset and wellness experiences all around the world. From Toronto to BC, the Red Rocks in Sedona, to Maui, Costa Rica, and Bali. We are taking these global. Some will be business focused, others will be more fitness and wellness, but of course, all drizzled with loads of mindset work, the inner stuff, the good stuff that helps us unblock ourselves and truly step into the person that we are trying to become so we can live the life that we're actually dreaming of. Our first event is kicking off on June 2nd to the 5th in Grand Bend Beach, Ontario. There are four different ticket levels for those who want to engulf themselves in the full experience and others just wanting to experience a day of transformation. Doors are closing on May 26th, which is next week. The event kicks off for our opening ceremonies all white glow party on Thursday, June the 2nd. If you are flying in, we have a few spots left inside of the mansion and details are all in the show notes. Hope to see you guys at one of these luxury experiences and help you transform the way that you look at the world. Now, let's get started with this show. At this point in the mini branding series, you know what branding and marketing is and how they work together. You're understanding how important branding is to the survival and to the growth of your business, but perhaps you're still not clear on how to position yourself in your industry. Well, today's episode, I am going to be sharing a snippet of what is inside our Project Brand Digital course, which is launching on June the 9th. This is an exercise to help you determine your brand positioning. Who's with me? Let's do it, friends. What's going on, savages? And welcome back to the Business Savage Podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Britton, serial entrepreneur, providing a savage approach for entrepreneurs to grow both personally and professionally, sparking that hunger inside of business owners so you can reignite your flame and take your business and your mindset to the next level. If you aren't already, please go hit up our new Instagram page. It's at the.business.savage so that you can keep up to date with everything that we're doing to help business owners grow their businesses. And of course, if you've been listening here and enjoying these podcasts, the best way for us to grow is when you guys share this message. So please take a second, text us to a friend or better yet, tag us on your Instagram stories. We appreciate you. Let's dive in. Okay, savages, let's chat about your brand positioning. Positioning talks about the place that you want your brand to be. Okay, now I am not talking about geographically. I'm talking about in a marketing perspective. In your consumer's minds, how do they view the positioning of your brand? Okay, your brand positioning, it isn't really something that you do. It's more something that you just are. Okay, so for example, when we think of an expensive car, we think of a Lamborghini, Ferrari, maybe it's a Porsche. But when I say an affordable car, 
we think of a Honda, maybe a Mazda or a Toyota, right? All I did was change that one word that described the brand. We said expensive. And then I said affordable. These are all types of cars, but they've been positioned differently. They've been marketed differently. They have a different target audience. And of course, they're priced differently. Okay, so we're all on the same page now. Cool. Now, when I first start a brand strategy session with my clients, they often want to throw out words like, we're the best or top of the line, or sometimes they'll say, you know, number one, right? Which are all words or terms that would describe your positioning in a very, very simple format. But these phrases, they really don't mean much. They actually don't even usually have much validity behind them. And in fact, they're blanket terms that don't even describe your brand in a unique way at all. And I would suggest you stop using them. So let's give this some context. I just had a brand strategy session with a wonderful woman who was opening up a venue for events. Okay, now after an hour-long chat, feeling an exuberant amount of passion from this woman, I had a very clear idea of what we were going to do to position her brand amongst, notice how I said amongst and not against, amongst her competition. Now, this isn't about reinventing the wheel. Okay, let's be honest, guys. It's 2022. There's not much that is brand new anymore. Okay, it's all a slight tweak, a little adjustment or an innovation on something that is currently being done, but there's an opportunity for it to be done better or differently to appeal to a different market. Okay, so she understood there are other venues out there that are larger. They're more luxury. They appeal to a different market. But she also understands that there are venues out there that are not nearly as nice, not nearly as large, and do not offer the customer experience that she has in mind for her brand. Now, by understanding that you are in a sea with other players, but really the only competition is actually you, we can carve out a unique position in a market regardless of how saturated that market is. So the place that I'd like to start is with an exercise called the branding benchmark. Now, We walk through this in depth inside Project Brand, of course, but I'm going to give y'all a piece of it here today. Okay, so for any of y'all who know me, by now you know how much I love my coffee. I will hook it up to an IV in my veins if I could. So let's do this branding benchmark exercise together with some coffee brands to give y'all a little bit of perspective and some context. So you want to start off by doing some market research so that you understand the players that are in your space, okay? I'm not just talking about two or three or five other people in your industry. I'm talking 20 plus, okay? If you can, you want a really, really good idea of what is happening in your market, okay? So let's talk about coffee from a Canadian perspective. We've got Tim Hortons. If y'all are Canadian, you know Tim Hortons. We've got Starbucks, Coffee Time, What else have we got? We got country style, uh, McDonald's. And then of course, every city has their own small local little coffee shops. You know, close to me, I've got Balzac's I like to go to. We've got coffee roasters. Okay, right? And then all of a sudden, your business, let's say your coffee shop, your business comes into play or you're wanting to establish a coffee shop in a market that already has all of these coffee shops. Okay, so once you have a good list of all of the players in your space... So other coffee shops, maybe for you, it could be other salons, maybe it's all the other photographers, other realtors, other beauty businesses, et cetera. Now you want to create a chart that has all of the attributes that are important to your business down the left-hand side. 
Okay. So the attributes that are important to your business. So for example, attributes for a coffee shop would be something like this. Maybe it's convenience, uh, probably of pricing, parking, taste, taste of the coffee shop, um, shop environment, source of the beans. Where do you guys get the beans from? You know, et cetera, right? This list can go on and it should go on for quite a while. Now, again, as a bit of a coffee freak, you know, I could tell you some of the things that I look for in a coffee shop experience, and these would be all of the attributes that you would be writing down, okay? So again, if you're a realtor, you know, some of the examples might be things like knowledge, right? How knowledgeable you are about your industry or convenience, right? How convenient it is for somebody to work with you or your response time, right? When I was looking for my condo in Toronto, I wanted a quick response time. I didn't want to have to wait two or three days for my agent to get back to me. Connections, how well connected are you, right? These are all attributes of your brand, okay? So now once we've done this, we want to then mark all of our competitors on this list and see which brands are coming out as strong in what different areas. So for example, Starbucks would be really, really high on convenience, right? They're freaking everywhere. I've been doing a lot of traveling recently. They're in every airport and no matter what city or what state I go to, there seems to always be Starbucks. Okay. They're also usually really known for having really friendly staff. I mean, Aside from maybe a one-off, I don't think I've ever been to a Starbucks and had rude staff. They always ask me how I am. It's probably part of their training that they have to ask you what you're doing for the rest of the day because I'm pretty sure I get asked that every single time I'm there, right? It's a luxury coffee experience, hence why their price is so high. Now, they also give me pup cups for my dogs when my dogs are in the car. There's a riddle at the drive through window that sometimes they'll, they'll share the riddle with me and I almost always have an exceptional experience, hence the price. Now, Tim Hortons, on the other hand, the quality of the coffee is lower, right? The staff, it's usually not that friendly. Sometimes they don't even look up at me or speak to you. The coffee is very, very average, and it's quick, 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 quick. And as a result, the price is very low. Okay, now, although both coffee shops, both are coffee shops, they both have totally different brand positionings, totally different brand positionings. Okay. So what I would suggest is grabbing a highlighter and highlighting the attributes that your brand is going to be known for. Okay. You want to be known for these things. What is the experience that you are going to offer that is going to be different than your competition? How can you stand out in that sea of endless competition, but still be unique? Tim Hortons and Starbucks, their competition but they're also not at all because they're both appealing to different audiences and have completely positioned themselves differently. Now, once we understand brand positioning, we can carve our messaging, our content, our marketing strategy, our ad campaigns, and the decisions of our business based around these things. For example, if I were to go to pop up at a coffee shop you know, maybe it's walking proximity to a Starbucks and you have a live guitarist. Your coffee is maybe named after famous musicians. Maybe it's got an open mic night, Wednesday nights. I don't know. Your experience is going to be crafted in a different way. So all of the decisions of your branding, whether it be your marketing materials or the messaging on your cups, are all going to be crafted to emphasize this positioning. We end up carving our own unique market. But it starts by being aware of all of the players 
that live in your space. Here's a couple of pro tips for you guys. Don't ever change your pricing, your values, your attributes, or your standards based on other players in your space. You want to understand where they are, carve out your brand positioning, and then that's it. You hammer home that brand positioning for your brand. You're not trying to be everybody else. You want to understand that your competition is there, that they exist and what they're doing, what they're offering, and that they're in that space. But you're also carving out your own space. Now, here are three strong factors to consider when you are determining your brand positioning. We want to think about our competitors, which we've talked about. You want to think about your customers. God, we're always thinking about our customers. And you want to think about your brand capabilities. So this exercise, it helps you understand your competitors. You also need to then understand your customers. In the last example, this is going to appeal to maybe a musically inclined clientele who cares about that deep customer experience, right? What does your audience want? What do they value in their experience? Is it the taste of the coffee, right? Maybe they do not care about having this amazing coffee experience, but they want it to be really cheap. They want it to be really quick. They want it to be really convenient. They don't want anyone to talk to them. You know, these factors are going to dictate how you position your brand. You have to understand your audience. You have to understand what it is that they want so we can create a brand that speaks to them. And then lastly are your capabilities. What power does your brand have? What are you capable of? Maybe you aren't the best coffee on the market, okay? So how can we create and market your brand in a way that makes your audience raving fans of your coffee shop, even if the quality of your coffee isn't the best? Branding is not rocket science, okay? It's about being creative, listening more than we speak, understanding what the market actually needs, what our audience is asking of us, and staying consistent with all of that. Friends, if you're enjoying these mini branding sessions, you are going to love our Project Brand Digital course, which is launching on June the 9th. This course is created to help entrepreneurs determine what their brand is, what it represents, and how to bring it to the world through step-by-step processes, frameworks, templates, and educational videos to explain the entire process to you so that you can implement it for your own brand. It's basically 13 brand strategy sessions personalized to you that you can do at your own pace. Project Brand focuses on how to determine your brand story, how to write captivating copy, how to position your brand, how to pitch your business, how to design your brand, determine your messaging, prepare, plan, create, and execute original content, gain confidence behind the camera, and attract brand deals, and so, so, so much more. I'm in the production studio all next week recording this for you guys with our Vision Lux team, which is our production studio, and I cannot wait to bring this to the world. If you guys are ready to take your brand to the next level, please click the link in our bio to join the waitlist for exclusive offers when it is released, and I cannot wait to share all of my branding wisdom with y'all. So friends, to consolidate on today's episode, your brand positioning is an important exercise that unfortunately many businesses skip when they start a business, okay? They rush into things without the proper planning and considerations. All of the marketing decisions after are going to be dictated by your positioning. You're going to hire based on your positioning. So be sure that you know your position in the marketplace, know the players in your space, and understand what makes your brand different, what makes your brand unique. 
Again, if this is something that you're resonating with, but you're wanting to dive deeper, knowing that there's way more to uncover with your brand, join the waitlist for Project Brand, and I'll see you guys inside. Well, savages, that is all that I've got for you guys today. I trust that you have found value in this episode in terms of understanding your brand positioning. And you can re-listen to this exercise as you work on your brand positioning in the exercise that I gave you. Also, please share this on your social channels and tag our new Instagram at the.business.savage so that all of our old followers can find us again. I appreciate you. Go slay your day. And remember, a savage doesn't let anyone or anything stand in their way. They can get knocked down, but they will always get back up. Keep on fighting. Peace, guys.